You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back, everybody, uh, to the Oz Network as we once again come to you for another third watch episode. We are powering through the fourth season. We are now into the 19th episode called Everybody Lies. It is first aired. It was first aired on the 7th of April, 2003. It was written by Paul G. Golding and directed by Peter Ellis. My name is Ben, and I'm just noticing the crinkles in your forehead. It's really cute. (laughs) My name is Darvell, and it would be impossible for me to overstate just how uninterested I am in what happens between the two of you. That's generally what people say about this whole uh, podcast. I thought you were going to go with uh, how uninterested I am in what happens on the podcast, but, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> it's just speaking the truth out there for people listening to us at the moment. Um, decent episode here, Darvell. I yes. such a powerful one last week. Um, you know, this is... A, we're still riding really well with good episodes. Yeah, and like as sort of we mentioned at the end of last week, it kind of... We're setting things up for what's going to happen for the rest of this season. You know, we're really now getting into, I guess, the crescendo of season four. And, uh, you know, we meet some important people and what's going to play out, I guess, for the rest of this, uh, the rest of this season. Yeah. I mean, I wonder how you said last week that this would be, you could argue that this is a four part season finale of third watch. Actually, now that I think about it, I think that does fit. Makes me wonder how they, if I go back to promoting stuff, makes me wonder how they would have promoted these last few episodes. Yeah, well, I, I just, I do feel that kind of, I mean, obviously a lot of season finales and kind of the way episodes end, it's not unusual for things to, I guess, if you analyse it completely, be a, a so-called four-part episode. But I mean, yeah, just kind of just the way we, we slow build into what's going to happen, you know, particularly with the um, the Aaron Noble stuff and everything along those lines. So, um yeah, yeah. In the coming weeks on Third Watch. Yeah. I thought you were going to keep going there. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. You want me to? <laughs> Go on, may as well. You got started. May as well finish okay. it. Okay, okay. Alrighty. A high-profile journalist, two partners, and one major conclusion... <laughs> I don't know. I wish I was a high-profile journalist. That, that must be a nice thing to be. I'm not too sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I it's it's it all leads to this. It's it's interesting. I think mainly that um, you know, dear old Kim starts to uh, get a real string here. We've sort of talked about all season about how poor Kim hasn't had a storyline all season, and that sort of she'll have one towards the end. Well, here it is. Uh, yeah, she's sort of going to be involved in what we. Uh, are having towards the end here. So um, that's some good stuff for Kim. But, I mean, it's it has just felt forever since we've <coughs> seen Kim, right? Like, I mean, you know, she's been in right. it for, like, five minutes here and there. Um, but, you know, I think this is a well-balanced episode, too, in how they sort of do the cop stuff mixed with the paramedic stuff. Uh, because, obviously, you know, we've talked a little bit about how they, they struggle to kind of do both of those. But, uh, you know, moving forward, it's only going to get worse, sadly. But, um, yeah. I think that uh, we we have a a good balance, so to speak. Um, yes. But I guess we should probably get into this episode and go through it. Um, we have speaking of Kim. Here she is. She's uh, talking with Doc. They're in the hospital, finding out if um, Doc's talked to Carlos at all. Of course, uh, you know if we skip last week, we do remember that poor old uh, Carlos has been fired, and uh, after the whole incident of his uh, accusation of assault. 
and Doc's sort of trying to work out what would he say <coughs> to uh, to Carlos. He doesn't really know how that would play out. Then we have a man rushing in with a person who's been stabbed, um, hands him off to the paramedics because apparently no other doctors were available at the hospital at the time. Um, and Kim tries to see and speak to this man who's taken in this kid who's been stabbed, but he's already done a runner and left. Um, meanwhile, Sully is with Davis after last week. He's completely sober now. He's fine. Davis is asking him how he's doing. And, uh, a very, a much more chirpier Sully is saying, oh, you keep asking me that, but I'm doing fine. Um, thanks to you and everything along those lines. We also have Emily. Yay. She's back. Woo. Um, Yokus has seen her after school and he's basically checking in on her and offering her and her friends a ride. And uh, she says no. She wants to walk home with a friend. In the police car. Yep. And um, Bosco gives her a bit of a look <laughs> when she gets in the car. And they sort of continue this little niggling argument. Um, and Bosco sort of questioning about, you know, leaving her alone. And Yokus is saying, you know, spare me a conversation about raising teenagers. And then they're talking about trust. Bosco is basically saying, you're never going to let this go, are you? Um, and then Bosco says, well, it's none of your business. And then as you had your quote, Yokus is essentially like, you have no idea how little I care about what you two are doing. Meanwhile, as they're fighting, a car rushes past, nearly takes out Bosco and Yokus. And uh, as we see on the other side, a money truck is flipped and there's money going everywhere and everybody's running over all this money. And we have... <laughs> yeah, because every, everybody wants to get a little bit of it. Which I think is fair enough. I think we'd probably all do the same if we saw that. Um, and then we have the opening credits. Yeah, Can we I, probably would. And I'll just say that uh, Tia Tahada is back on the opening credits because she's going to be in this episode. So, I mean, we've got some fast-paced stuff to start this episode, don't we? It's a pretty good start. Yep. Mm-hmm. So far, so good. Um... After we have uh, the credits, everybody, again, is still rushing over the money. Nobody is listening to them. Um, everybody is still just stealing the money. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, who would? Yeah. Who, who would? Who who would? Who would listen when they're saying, put the money down? The, the, the thing flipped over. There's money coming out. Do they really not think people are... Do they really think that people aren't going to go for it? Yeah. Come on. And I think also at the end of the day... Um, you know, there's that many people there that, you know, they can't arrest everyone. So I think that's a lot of the reason why clearly none of them are sort of listening to them and just going along with it. Um, we have, uh, Doc and Kim still in the, uh, ambulance now. They're just chatting a little bit more about, uh, Carlos. They realize that there's no traffic moving. Everyone's beeping their horns. Doc eventually gets out of the car to check on what's going on. And we find our friend from before who's delivered the stabbing victim has passed out in his car. And, uh, we also see that he too has been stabbed. Um, and he has, I guess, this little flirting routine with Kim going backwards and forth. Kim tells her to kill, stop going with the comedy and uh, just answers the <laughs> questions. So uh, we already get... I love that. I love that line from him. And maybe it isn't in this scene, but I love that line from from this from this man. Of course, we know who he is, but he hasn't been officially introduced yet. So not going to refer to him by name yet. But I love that line from him where Kim asks him, have you ever lost consciousness before or something like that? And he goes, he goes once in the sixties, but Hey, it was the sixties. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. I agree. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. So, you know, good stuff. Laugh, I laugh at that every time. I mean, this is Tom Berenger. Um, so, you know, great to sort of have a, I mean, he's never really, I guess, been a super A-lister, but he's at least, you know, a, a high profile actor who kind of has a bit of an arc. And again, Third Watch doing well with, uh, getting a, a big name star in. So, um, you know, good to have Tom Berenger involved. Um, we still have people trying to steal all the money. Uh, a bus even pulls up now with everybody getting off the bus trying to steal the money. So they're really struggling to keep all these people in check. Even the bus driver, didn't Bosco say, like, I did not just see a bus driver, uh, get up and start stealing that money. Uh, so yeah, they're really struggling to keep control of this situation. You'd need the whole, you'd need the whole damn NYPD out there to stop the, yeah. To stop that, I think. Back in the ambulance. Because people are going to do it. Back in the ambulance with Kim and this guy, we find out that his name is Aaron Noble, and then Kim sort of questions and goes, oh, there's a there's an author called Aaron Noble, um, and talks about a movie that they made of one of his books that it was terrible, but uh, this guy doesn't admit who he is yet, and let's well, spoiler alert, he is the real Aaron Noble. Um, <laughs> just to, he is. Just to let everybody know if you haven't seen this episode and, and why you're listening to us, but anyway... Um, so, I mean, these two have great chemistry. Let's just say Tom Berenger and Kim Ray have amazing, they really do. amazing chemistry together. Uh, Sully and Davis, meanwhile, have showed up to help stop the money. Um, to, we finally get to the two drivers stuck in the, uh, the overturned money car that took them a while to sort of get to them, I guess. Um, Noble <laughs> is taken back to the hospital. Mary recognizes him, but he doesn't, she doesn't remember where. Doc and Kim get called out. They have a priority call and sort of Aaron has a bit more flirting with Kim. It was really nice to meet you. Um, Jimmy, meanwhile, is on the scene because, of course, we need the firefighters here. We need Jimmy's five-second appearance on this episode. No Taylor this episode. So, uh, you know, at least Jimmy gets a, a few words in. Jimmy wants to steal yeah, some of the money. Enjoy, enjoy the glimpses of her that we will get. Jimmy wants to steal some of the money, and Lieutenant Johnson is basically saying, I'm going to be checking all your boots at the end of the shift. Uh, I do like it when Boss <laughs> goes, like, on top of the truck trying to talk to the people and the fire people. Like, what are you doing up there? Monkey on the truck. Get down. Um, and through all of this, a guy grabs a bunch of money from one of the people stealing the money, to which this then leads Bosco and Yokus on a foot chase. Now, it's kind of weird that they're chasing a guy. Wait, is that the... Go ahead. Is is that is that the one who screams, give me the money, give me the money, and start, starts... Or, or was that, or was that a woman? No, no, it was a guy, like, they're fighting over the money, I guess. There's this, like, bold guy rushing past his woman, and it's kind of like he's stealing a purse or okay. something like that. But yeah, it's just, it's funny that they're chasing after a guy who's stealing stolen money. So, okay. Um, and the first time, <laughs> yeah. First time we've had a foot chase in a while, so we kind of get some good tense music as they're chasing through the alleys and all these buildings that we do. And this is kind of what I was saying last week, how it's got a bit of a season one vibe to it, kind of. It feels like a season one foot chase as they're going, through it um they get into this sort of courtyard area where uh bosco gets pushed down yokus tries to get him he tries to mace yokus and then he shoves the money down and does a runner um they didn't decide to chase after him further well bosco does bosco hides the money in a trash can and chases after him still yokus says well we should stay with the money but doesn't bosco doesn't listen and they all go uh showing up and chasing after them. So, I mean, I don't know. Do you feel like this has got yeah. a bit of a season one vibe to it at all? It does. It does. Especially, especially the music, mm. the music in that you don't really hear, you don't even hear a lot of that going forward. That kind of music whenever there's a foot chase. And actually 
Are there very many foot chases going forward oh, in the show? I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> from now on, it's all about car explosions, isn't it, and car chases. I mean, I think kind of... Um, and shootouts. and Yeah. I mean, moving forward, particularly in five, like, later parts of Season 5 and Season 6, it's all about the explosions and the car chases. So, yeah, we sort of get more of car chases than we do with foot pursuits. Um, but, I mean, admittedly, it's been a while since we've had a good car chase on this show too, hasn't it? Um, yeah, it has. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it's, it's good. Like, I mean, it's, you don't want to overdo the foot chases and the car chases because then it just becomes a bit cliche. No. We'll talk about that in season five and season six. But, uh, you know, it's, yeah, I, I can't even remember when the last foot chase was. Uh, Okidez, you're typing on the keyboard right now. Tell me when the last foot, decent foot chase was in the show. But yeah, the music, absolutely. I think that's a real throwback to, to season one or season two as well. Um, so we have Doc and Kim showing up to their priority call that they got before. We see a little girl, uh, well, we haven't seen her yet, actually. Uh, the maid comes out and basically says, hurry up, she's bleeding. Um, meanwhile, in the foot chase, another random cop has been maced as Bosco and Yokus run after them. A car comes out of nowhere, as they often do in these shows, to block off the guy running. And it's Cruz. She's got another partner, by the way. It's not Dade, it's some other guy. Uh, they arrest the guy who's been running on the street. And Yokus basically says, that's my collar. Cruz is like, this is how it should work. Uniforms chase, anti-crime collects up. And um, then Cruz sort of just pa- passes off Yokus and says, yeah, right, you were holding back and steals the uh, the collar. So, you know, it's still the am- animosity between these two happening in front of us. Yep. Going well. Yep, um, a bit more of that, a bit more of that. Back to the uh, scene yep. with Kim and Doc. And uh, we discover that this is Nicole, the girl who has uh, <gasps> accused Carlos of assaulting her. Plot She's twist. slit her wrists. Uh, so, you know, where's this going to go with that one? Uh, meanwhile, Bosco and Yokus um, are talking. Bosco saying to Yokus that Cruz will give the collar. She wouldn't screw me like that. And they find out that the money in the bin has gone missing. And uh, poor old Bosco and Yokus are probably going to be accused of stealing this money. It reminds me a little bit of um, season one with Candyman when they have that chase and the money goes missing as well. Yeah. So, um, yep. bit of a throwback to that. Um, we've got uh, Sully questioning a woman, uh, a woman about the crash. Um, then other people are questioning Sully about it. Um, oh, this is, sorry, this is, we meet this detective guy from Major Crimes. What's his name? Uh, Ramon Valenzuela, Venezuela. Uh, yeah. Comes along and yeah. he's questioning Sully about, uh, you know, who was first on scene and Sully being Sully, kind of back to his normal self, doesn't like talking to people above him and sort of just brushes his guy off. Um... And yeah, Doc and Kim, meanwhile, are in the ambulance with, uh, with Nicole. The stepdad shows up, uh, mentions that she's always on pills and there's always something with his kid. We kind of heard that earlier, didn't we, this season when they, uh, sort of first confronted him earlier on. Um, this, yeah. there's a lot of kind of interchangeable scenes here, so I'm just kind of going through a few of these. Davis and Sully are back right. in the hospital questioning Aaron. We find out that he's a journalist. Uh, and that he was hanging out with gangbangers because he was writing about them. This is when we hear for the first time that he wrote a book called Blue Line Fever, outing some cops in a precinct. Sally's not too happy about it, and um, his noble's basically saying that he tells the truth. Here's, here's a complaint for you. As a journalist myself, every single time we have a TV show like this or a movie like this, journalists are always evil. They're always terrible people because, you know, they're trying to report. We talked a lot about this in Demolition Derby, how the TV reporters are seen as yes. these terrible people always getting in the way. And Well, that one kind of was. Well, I mean... <laughs> 
Yes and no. She, again, was still doing her job and she was only going into areas where she was allowed to because the public are also allowed in the area. It's only when she crosses the police line and things like that that she's doing bad things. And, yeah, when she tries to withhold the tape, yep, you can imagine that that's a bit rude. But, again, you can argue she's simply doing her job. It's just that they're always portrayed as evil, terrible people, journalists. So, you know, just got to feel a bit offended here on my side of things. Um... <laughs> I'm not that terrible, am I? Don't answer that. Um, no. Well, I mean, I just... You mentioned that one. I just could not... I... I could not... Um, get behind the whole thing in that episode of... of Hey, I'll only let you use... I'll only let you use the... Use the camera to record this tape of this man delivering a, delivering a final message to his daughter... Mm. If you if you if you allow if you say if you say we can air it, yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, I could not defend that. Well, look, it, it's a fine line. Like I can see both sides of it. <laughs> I'll just say that. <laughs> like I mean, it's a no TV reporter in their right mind is going to have that type of footage and not ask to air it. I mean, that is the nature of the beast. Um, but yeah, I can definitely see the other side of it too. I'm, I'm not saying it's purely all whatever. Um, Yokus and Bosco are going door to door. And I like sort of like the way Yokus is trying to sell about this money that, oh, it was marked money by the FBI. There was a kid filming it in the alley. There's a reward. Um, and then they basically say all lies. they're going to, uh, tell Swirsky what's happened. Of course, Bosco wants to just, you know, ignore all this, but, uh, you know, they're going to have to go tell the truth. Um, Back in the ambulance with Nicole, uh, we've got the stepdad in the front talking to Doc, sort of about uh, the run-in with the paramedic, and Doc sort of playing a little bit innocent. And we hear Nicole sort of saying, "Keep him away, keep him away." Kim thinks she's talking about she's talking about the about Carlos, and this is when she says that he touches me, and basically we find out that her stepdad is molesting her. So. Um, I think this is where it gets very interesting with this whole storyline and again pointing out it how does. this would be different in 2018 because it's, it's, it's just so interesting how they kind of brush off Carlos's, uh, you know, accusation as kind of this is what she just said to get some attention. Um, because again, as we've clarified so many times throughout the course of this storyline, this was not how it would happen in 2018. It doesn't matter whether or not she made it up or not. Carlos is screwed. Carlos is not coming back from that. So, um, yeah, it's fascinating, isn't it, just to watch this now, knowing how the world is at the moment. And it is, and I, I love every. Well, this this sound this will sound weird, but I love every chance that we've had to say, to you know, dissect this story and try to imagine how it would play out now. Yeah. Although, if if it played out now, how do you think it would be with Nicole revealing that it's her? With Nicole saying, with Nicole now saying that it's her stepdad. Well, I, again, as I said, I don't think that even if she says, I made it up about Carlos, I think the reputation and the media storm that would have happened around Carlos, um, he's done. Like, even if it's published in the media that he didn't do it, it's still stained. Like, cause people don't want, sometimes listen to those sort of stories. The, the initial story about a, an NYC paramedic abusing a girl in the back of an ambulance, is going to be a much bigger story than oh by the way she lied about it. So there are going to yeah, be yeah. If anything, that's if anything the whole oh it, it wasn't it wasn't Carlos. It would be a footnote. It would be a footnote buried in. Well, 
I kind of want to say the newspaper, but newspapers are obsolete. Oh, are pretty much obsolete. Oh, but that's the only way I mean I it. it. <laughs> In the U.S., I don't well, think a lot of people get. I don't think a lot of people get the newspaper these days. Well, I, they I look online. I mean, there's a but, there's debate around that too, Darville. But like, <laughs> just because okay. the printed paper is obsolete doesn't mean that newspaper journalists aren't still working for those online versions. Um, and okay. newspapers are okay. online. Print newspapers. <laughs> There we go. It would be, it would be, but let's say for a minute that people still got print newspapers. There we go. It would be buried in the back section of the print newspaper as a footnote to where a lot of people would miss it. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's, it's, that, yeah, it, it's, it's just, we know that how this would play out today compared to what yep, this And is. that's. Go ahead. Yep, and, and that's, but without getting too far into this, even though I know we're probably going to anyway, that's something I don't get. When, when, when this kind of thing does happen and it does, and it does turn out that the person made it up, it's rare, but it does happen. Why does it only get, if it does get mentioned, why is it only mentioned as, an afterthought in this well, day and age because it's, I mean people say all the time that those who make false accus false accusations of rape and sexual assault and all that do a disservice to actual victims of it and they're right. Well, I think so. Then, yeah, I mean, look to interrupt you there. I think it's just it's a it's a big topic of conversation that we can't have on this episode right now because we're going to be here too long. And I think yeah. <laughs> that it's it's got many layers to it, and yeah, that's that's a topic for another episode. But I, I I see what you're doing. I agree with kind of it's a it's definitely something that can be talked about. But you know, it's lots of layers, and we'll be here for a lot longer than we would need to be to kind of uh, to go through everything right now on a on a fun field recap of Third Watch. Um, so <laughs> yeah, we yeah, I knew I knew I was get I knew I was getting into. Very, very murky territory there, but we have Bosco, had to say it. We have Bosco and Yokus now uh, telling Swirsky about what happened. We've got our major cases guy showing up and kind of uh, Bosco throwing Cruz's name out there, and he knows Maritza Cruz, of course. So, um, you know, there's there's a bit of a, an inkling there. I do like how uh, Bosco turns around and is like, kiss up, and then she's just like, Yokus says, like, shut up. This uh, fighting between these two. The, again, going back to my point from a few episodes ago, this is where we should have the flashbacks of Bosco and Yokus in their meeting right now. Yeah. Instead of collateral damage part yeah. It would make more sense. Kind of as their coupling is ending, how do they begin? It's kind of a good balance. So they miss the, they miss their right. chance there to kind of do that. I feel this is the episode you should have it. Um, we have back in the hospital, Doc with Nicole, uh, talking to the stepdad. Kim's trying to get Doc's attention and then tells Doc about what, uh, Nicole said to her. We see Doc and Sully sort of taking this, uh, report down. And again, similar to, you know, I guess the police have to do with what they do because, uh, you know, she didn't mention him by name. They've got to look at all the legalities around this because, you know, I'm sure this is how it works today, even though it would be differently publicized. But I mean, you know, legally you have to sort of check the bases and everything along those lines. Um, yep. And Sully said she's going to, Sully then said he's going to question Nicole's family and the mother because, uh, you know, Davis has un, unwelcomed himself basically from that family. 
Um, yeah. Meanwhile, back at the precinct, I, I do kind of like Cruz when she sort of she approaches Bosco and Yokus and he's sort of all like, oh, so where's my cut? Um, you know, just joking about it, saying that, like, everybody's going to be asking you that. Um, and sort of, you know, nice little moment, random moment there between Cruz and Bosco when, uh, Cruz sort of, you know, after joking says, like, I'm only doing what you would do for me. So it's kind of a rare little nice moment from Cruz, which, you know, sort of a few and far between. And, uh, then we yeah. have our major crimes guy again seeing Cruz and sort of having a conversation. Bosco looks at them a little bit jealous. And then Faith basically implies that uh, she sleeps around a lot because she then turns around and says, oh, good to see you're with an experienced officer. Um, so <laughs> nice work there, uh, Faith, essentially. Um, yep. Back in the hospital, Kim sees uh, Noble. They have a bit of a conversation. Kim realises that, uh, that he is the author. Uh, Noble asks her out. And, um, Kim basically says, Oh, I, I might not show up. Who knows? We'll soon see. Don't be surprised if I don't come. Where's Joey? What's happened to Joey all of a sudden? Like, I know he never makes appearances. Yeah, I'm wondering that too. But who's looking after Joey if she's making these late night appearances? Cause I mean, A, when was the last time we saw Kim and Jimmy interact about anything about anything? Uh, and B, like, he's never barely mentioned. He was mentioned a few episodes ago, but not by name. She just said, my son. So, like, Joey really has just disappeared. Uh, going hanging out with really dirty is. kids somewhere, isn't he? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. Uh, they have a nice little stare as kind of Noble gets into the elevator. It's cute. Good chemistry again between these two. Uh, and yes. Sully's questioning the mother, uh, of Nicole, sort of, uh, brings up the allegations that um that Nicole has said and this is when the stepdad recognizes everyone and goes, Oh, you know the paramedic, you do this uh, you know, uh and then sort of as Sully mentions or sort of alludes to that the stepfather is the one doing the abusing, he abuses Sully, you go to hell and storms off. So, um you know, angry moment. Um yep. then we have Bosco uh checking through some notes um, on the desk and Yokus basically tells him that you're only doing that to check up on your girlfriend and her detective guy. Uh, and then they have another argument. Um, Bosco saying none of this would have happened if you just kept your mouth shut. Yokus turns around and says that, uh, you know, why are you still going on about all this lying? Um, lying is all you're good at. They just basically have a big argument and essentially it all leads... And this isn't even the biggest one they have no. this episode. Uh, and then basically this comes to a crescendo when they say, you should find another partner, done. And then we kind of get that, like, one musical note where it's kind of like, doom, like dramatic. Mm. Um, yeah. Now, you raised this to me off air, that you said that you feel that this would have happened no matter what to do with uh, Cruz coming into the equation. Uh, I would love to hear this from you, because I don't necessarily agree with this, but I would love for you to explain what you were saying to me off air. Okay, well, there was always some... There was always a lot of tension between them, and it may not sound like very much. There was always a lot of tension between these two. They were great as partners, but there was always a lot of there was always a lot of tension, always a lot of back and forth. That that was that that all that kind of thing. It always comes to a head eventually, mm. in one way or another. Yeah, look. I don't disagree with that, because you're right, there's always been tension between the two of them, but I don't feel as though they've ever had a full-on, like, 
except maybe season two around sort of the abortion and things like that. I think that for the most part, all the major stuff has been solved between these two. And it's really been two seasons since these two have really been at each other's throat. You know, it's kind of been a, a fairly long period of harmony between these two for the most part. Um, so I don't, I definitely don't disagree with you. And I think that it's a storyline that I feel is a good thing that they visit. It's kind of like how in 24, for example, I always think that Jack should have turned evil and he sort of did for one episode. So I kind of think that that was good. Whereas, you know, you might always argue that what will happen if Bosco and Yoke is fully split up. And I, I think that, yeah, that is definitely a storyline, but I, I think that it's, you know, hard pressed to say i definitely think cruz is the instigator of this without cruz this hasn't this doesn't happen they might have found another way to do it um but i definitely think cruz is the one and the main reason that comes between these two because ultimately that is what leads up to what how this season concludes with how everything happens so yeah i mean i definitely see your point i just think that it's you can't not have cruz as the the reason why these two are about to split up I gotcha. And I think, let's just say this now, that in terms of them splitting up, they're never the same again after this. And I'm sorry if that's a spoiler if you're kind of going along with us, but we've kind of alluded to that, you know, this season is really the last time they're ever how they are. I mean, yeah, they kind of get back together a bit in season five, but even then that's kind of not for that long and it's never really how it used to be. So um it's sad because they're splitting up, of course, and we love them and they're kind of being the main sort of pairing, but... I think that, and I will have huge problems when we get to the final episode in season six, but I just feel they never fully come back to these two and resolve their issues completely, which kind of annoys me. So, uh, yeah, but we, we talked about this, we talked about this off air before I came on the, before I actually came on board the podcast, you were saying that that was one of your issues with them, you know, never fully resolving the whole faith and Bosco thing. And I and I remember saying to you then, and I'll mention it now, and I'll say it again when we get to the series finale. You know, sometimes people sometimes people just fall apart. That's just how life is, and I think they wanted to show that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I agree. I do agree. I guess just from my perspective, and why I don't necessarily like it is they're my favorite pairing. I mean, my email address and all this sort of stuff has got five, five David in it. So, you know, I, I've vested in this pairing and my cut, this coupling and just, you know, my love of this show kind of is, I guess, shown through this pair. And I, at the end of the day, I just, right. I, I am sad that we didn't get a, you know, a, a different ending. And like, yeah, I agree. I think you're right. Like people just drift apart sometimes and you don't always have a happy ending of kind of coming back together and, yeah, it's reflective on life. So, yeah, that's a very good way of looking at it, and maybe that's the way I sort of oh. I'll, I'll view it kind of moving forward. But just personally, I just um, I wish they had done something a little bit differently with it. Yeah. Although it is implied that they do that they do continue to work together occasionally. Yeah, yeah. We'll get to that. Well, I mean, obviously, we've still got a fair bit yeah. to cover before we get to those, but, um, you right, know, just, right, this is right. kind of, I guess, like the moments when we said with Doc, like it's a slow downward spiral for him into what's going to happen to him. This is kind of like, I guess, you know, watching this, you, I, I assume, would believe that these two are going to get back together and it's going to be happy families at some point in the future, but it's not quite going to play out entirely that way. Um, so we then have uh, Bosco and Yoka separately questioning some people. They're questioning the driver of the van that flipped, the other woman who uh, was involved in the accident. So the driver is essentially saying that he swerved and flipped. He didn't hit anyone, whereas the woman is saying that he, she was hit. 
Uh, the other driver, by the way, that was with the other, the first driver, he's still in hospital recovering. Um, we get some more of this fighting with Bosco and Yokus when he's saying, I wasn't listening, and Yokus is kind of like, what a surprise. Um, Kim asking about Nicole uh, to Davis and Sully, and they're just uh, basically saying, hopefully, that she'll repeat it again. Uh, otherwise, it's going to be hearsay about her accusation. Um, Yokus and Bosco have another fight. They're finishing off a report. Uh, and meanwhile, while they do that, Fields rushes by them. Hey, I remembered his name this week. Uh, and the other driver is dying, and he's going to die, and this is where Bosco and Yoko are like, well, our traffic accident just became a fatality. Fatality. So, yeah, I mean, look, to be honest with you, this storyline kind of gets lost in this whole uh, episode, I think, so it's too much concern about Bosco and Yokus and the whole Kim and Aaron stuff and also the Carlos stuff with Nicole. So, it's. I mean, look, I'm not going to complain about it. They kind of need another part of the storyline, and I think it's kind of got an interesting twist to it. But um, I will say that yeah. this storyline is maybe the only thing that doesn't feel like a season one storyline. This this storyline mixed in the middle definitely feels like a season five, season six storyline. So there's a bit of a, a transitional period kind of going through there. Um, right. Kim speaks to Nicole's mother and basically tells her that she's screaming for help. We've got to listen to her. Um, you know, this is your chance to listen to your daughter. She then wants to go in and see Nicole by herself. The stepdad gets offended, kind of goes off at Kim. Um, this isn't over. And Kim, you know, holds her ground. You know, I'm not hard to find. Like, you know, why wouldn't she go in there afraid of what she'll say? Like, great moment here from Kim Raver, the way she kind of holds her ground. Yeah. And great acting and just stares down the stepdad and... I guess from this point, we never really get a... Con- I mean, we do get a conclusion because we do hear very shortly from Nicole's mother that there's a warrant out for his arrest. So um, we just assume he gets arrested and, you know, goes to jail. So uh, we just don't yeah. see it on... Screen. I would like to think that... <laughs> it's completely random. I would like to think that Ty... That Ty, that, that Ty off-screen, obviously... Ty and Sully were the ones to arrest him. Yeah, and look, realistically, they might have filmed it. Uh, there could have been a part they were trying to put in for a montage or something like that, and it might have just been cut. So um, this is, yeah, one of those ones where, you know, I've complained in the past about things being left open and it's done, but I think this is kind of one of these ones where, yeah, it's implied, it's mentioned, so we don't really need to see it completely, I guess. Um, the plot, right. the plot twist, I guess, with the storyline with the drivers, we find out here is Bosco and Yokus show up to the house of a woman who was involved in the crash, and then we see the other driver with his sling and everything is at this woman's house, and then we find out it was all a setup. No one was meant to get hurt. They were obviously meant to steal the money, but uh, <laughs> sadly, they always say that. Have you noticed that they always say that? Yeah. Well, I guess that's kind that- of the cliche, isn't it? And it's how it happens in life. Some people do these things to try and rip people off, and yeah, no one's meant to get hurt. And then people ultimately got hit. Uh, Charlie, so Charlie is the one who's dead. Um, and then they get arrested. So, uh, that's sad. Uh, and this is the scene I was talking about before. Uh, whereas the detective Warren is out for the step, Nicole's stepdad's arrest. Uh, Nicole has admitted all the truth to her mother about being molested. And this is where she also says that, uh, the paramedic never touched her. She was only doing it to try and draw attention to what is happening. So we are withdrawing the complaint against Carlos. Now, is he already not being fired? Are they really going to reinstate him after that? Um, so, yeah. I mean, I guess... Well, I mean, they obviously are. Yeah. We need the happy because, ending. Because... Yeah. Um, oh, are you talking again about if this played out now? Oh, well, I mean... we've established that if this played out now, he'd be screwed. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, 
you know, we kind of had earlier on when all this, you know, started up that, uh, you know, they'd rather fire him because it would save them money than going to court. So I guess kind of this might be the same thing. Like, Carlos could technically sue them for wrongful dismissal. Uh, so therefore, and he they would just, have every right to. Yeah, so therefore, I guess it's cheaper for them to just hire him back. So, yeah, okay, the argument there. I'm just correcting myself. Yeah. Um, we get a bit of uh, quiet music, sort of a mini montage for like a five-second montage where we just see Bosco and Yoko sort of sitting in silence doing their paperwork at the precinct, some slow piano music there, kind of. It's a bit effective. And then we have Davis here meeting up with Carlos. I should have mentioned Carlos apparently has gone on to get a job as a waiter somewhere. And here's Davis meeting him after work uh, and saying that the complaint's been dropped. You've got your job back. And I, I like the little moment when um, Carlos kind of says, like, oh, they want me back. And Doc's like, yeah, they all want you back at EMS. You know, Doc, Kim, and Carlos is like, oh, they said that. Um, so yeah, happy little moment. Carlos Hugs Davis. Yep. Can I just, can I just say though that I always had an issue with that scene? Why is that? Why did you have an issue, Darvell? Because I honestly think that, and perhaps this would have been way too cliche, but I mean, yeah, it was good that it was good that it came from Ty. I will say that, but I honestly think Melinda and Nicole should have been there. Ah. Yes, but I don't. Think- I, I always thought that. I always thought that it should have been that it, that they should have had some hand in telling him that that they that that he that he has his that he has his job back, and maybe and maybe maybe Nicole or Melinda should have said to him, you know, it wasn't it it wasn't you. It was my. It was it was my stepdad or something, you know. I I always just felt like they should have they should have had some part in that little. Well, it scene. might it might have been a case of again it was scripted to be filmed or it was filmed and it just hit the cutting room floor or something like that because you know I mean again this episode sort of has got a lot crammed into it but um yeah I mean I I see but I I I don't necessarily agree with what you're saying. I'm not saying you're wrong. Uh, that's your opinion. Uh, my opinion's not right or wrong either. Yep. I don't necessarily feel we need to see it. I think it kind of ends well, but again, at the same time I I definitely see your point and I'm sure yeah, that would have been a different way of looking at it too. So, yeah. I mean, it would have And maybe they considered it, who knows. Maybe, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, then we come to this scene, which, um, look, I've said this a lot in the last few weeks, potential top five, potential top five. As of right now, I think that this scene mixed and the last scene of last episode, these two are maybe fighting out for the fifth spot in our top five. Well, not necessarily the fifth spot, that final spot where it could be in a different order, who knows. Um, yeah. So, basically, Bosco and Yokus, um Right now, talking about uh, fully splitting up. They're in the locker room. Starts off kind of nice, but then it just develops into a huge argument where essentially they get really, really, really personal. And Bosco basically saying about how, you know, you get away with everything. You're, you're never there for your kids. You blame me. You blame Fred. Here comes St. Faith. Um, you know, you think you've been carrying me, but I've been the one carrying you. Uh, and then sort of Yoka sort of stands up and just says, you know, you're pathetic. It's about time that we split up. Um, and yeah, like huge fight, the biggest fight these two have ever had by far. And, uh, you kind of think like, well, how the hell do they recover from this? And maybe this is again, going back to your point about how people just gradually break up. And this is sometimes fights happen that you do never recover from it, no matter how much you apologize for, you know, we've all had those in our life. So, 
Um, but yeah, I mean, great acting by both of these people, Jason Wallace and Molly Price. I don't need to say that each week, but I'm going to anyway. Um, such a standout moment here between these two. And maybe this is a top five moment that does stand the test of time over last week. I don't know, but I feel that when we're coming to that fifth moment to talk, because I'm pretty sure we've all locked in our final four, um, and we haven't even got to two of them yet in one of the episodes. But, uh, yeah, I think that this might be slightly ahead of the end of last episode. I don't know how you feel. I'll have to think on that. Yeah. I mean, it's just so... I'll have to, I'll have to think on that. I'll have to think on that, Rewatch them, and we'll see. It's a powerful moment, and maybe what also make, take, takes the edge of this over the last episode is that, ultimately, we know two of the moments in that final five are going to be involving Sully. Um, you know, one's going to involve a certain incident that happens in the last episode and one's probably going to be the finale, the, the final moments of the final, final episode. So kind of, we don't really have a, you know, I mean, we, I guess we'll have a Bosco Yokus moment with that final moments of the final episode, but at the same time, you know, yeah, this is a standout moment. But anyway, we'll get to that. We're a few weeks away from that. Uh, and we will. this, this is, I mean, this isn't even how the episode ends. I, I feel like this is how the episode should end. I think the Kim moment where she shows up to the bar with Aaron. I think that that should be just before this moment, and I think that we should end on the Bosco Yokus fight, but that's just me. Uh, Kim shows up to the bar. I she's agree. Wearing a hat, she's looking pretty good. Sort of says to Noble, like, "Oh, you could have told me there was a dress code," uh, and they're ready for a drink, and then it kind of it fades to black. That's the end of the episode. So, um, yeah, yeah that that scene would have would have fit better before Bosco and before Bosco and Faith having their huge blow up argument. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, that would have been a good way to end it because it would have been. I mean, the fans that definitely would have been a time for the fan for the fans to go. Wait, did did I just see what I think I saw? Did this just really happen? Yeah, no, completely agree. So I think that's the one criticism I'll have of the way that ends. But I mean, you know, overall a solid episode. I think this is a, a decent episode. I mean, we've had a good string of ones now here after kind mm-hmm. of having a few mediocre ones and a, you know, a couple of bins there, but, uh, I, for one, am buying this. That's four buys in a row. Uh, I don't know about you. I'm assuming yep. you're going to buy I'm buying this one. this one, too. Yep, beautiful. Yep, so I'm buying this one, too. Second time this season that we've had four buys in a row. So uh, can we get to five buys in a row for the first time this season? I guess we will uh, find out we very will find out. very soon. Uh, I will also add, in terms of where I have rated this episode, uh, I've got this at 40th right now. Uh, out of 85 episodes, so just on the cusp of the halfway point. I've got this just behind The Ties mm-hmm. of Bind and just ahead of Crime and Punishment Part 1. So there you go, uh, another season All right. four episode happening there. Uh, but next week we will be back to talk about the episode that, of course, is In Confidence. We've got more of Kim and Aaron. Uh, we find a little bit more about the truth about Aaron. Um, Yokus wants a new partner. And, um, woohoo, there's more stuff with Emily and Yokus about Eric. Aren't we excited about that? I thought we'd put that behind us. Oh, just every time you think we've forgotten about it, it always gets brought back. But, uh, yeah, we'll get to that, I guess, next week. Uh, in the meantime, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe all the channels, Instagram, YouTube. We're not on there, but whatever. Actually, we are on YouTube, but we just don't use it that much. I always forget about that. Um, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, all those ones. Leave us some feedback. Rank us. We appreciate all the support that you want to give us along the way. I'll close it out by saying that my name is Ben, and you're not the worst patient I've ever had. My name is Darvell, and you're a little boy, Bosco. You're a selfish little boy. I used to feel sorry for you, but now I just want you the hell away from me. See you next week, guys. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. 
more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.